0: We play and call it work! Hey
1: everybody, Matthew here from AnyWordGaming.com and welcome to this week's Sit and Talk, a show where you can ask questions and we answer them. Just uh, sit back and relax, sip your water, and ask and answer questions. Welcome to all of those who are watching this live on twitch.tv slash mini wargaming, and also welcome to those who are watching this after the fact on YouTube. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can feel free to join us live for our sit and talks every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or Daylight Time, whichever one's the current one, Eastern Time. And if you're not able to make them and you are a Vault member, you can submit your questions beforehand and we'll make sure to try to answer as many of them as we can, assuming there aren't too many. And the way that you do that is, well, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you click the link below which will take you to our site and you leave a comment there and then we'll do our best to respond to it. And of course if you're watching this live, we'll open up the queue. Heck, I'll open up right now. Boop! And it should be opened out so you can just use the command ask, exclamation mark ask, leave a space and then type your question. You can only do one at a time. Once I've answered your question it should clear it so you can ask other questions. A couple little announcements before we get started. First off, uh, on Twitch, it is Subtemper, Sub- sub-tember. <laughs> Subtemper, Subtember. that's really hard to say, subscriber Tember. Basically, it's a Twitch promotion, it's not by us, it's actually by Twitch, where you can and get... And
0: Subway.
1: And Subway? And Subway. Oh, is it Subway? Is that why it's called Subtember?
0: They're, they're sponsoring
1: as well. Subway sponsoring, that's awesome. See, I never would have guessed that, because subs is also right. your subscribers. But uh, thank you, Subway. Essentially, you can get a tier one or, uh, I think, yeah, tier one membership for half price. Uh, it, the, the half that they take off is actually their half. So we, Mini Wargaming, get the same amount of money from it, which is kind of cool. So they basically give up the, um, a good portion of their revenue to get people on tier one subscriberships. Subscriptions. Subscriberships is not a word. Uh, also, if you do gift subs, then the same thing happens. 50% off, but we get to keep the same amount that we normally get. So thank you so much to those. Uh, like Dr. Vulcan for gifting another Tier 1 sub. He's gifted 172 gift subs total in the channel. You're awesome, Dr. Vulcan, as usual. And Pro Waffles, thank you for your Twitch Prime subscription. And uh, thank you for... Yeah, Pro Waffles, I, I guess I haven't seen you for a little while. I still recognize your username, though, so that's great. So thank you so much for those who are helping to, to support us here. Other thing is, uh, two things actually related to the Iron Brush, which is a new live show that we that uh, that Vito and Steve started a couple weeks ago. It's not every Friday. I think it's going to turn out to be like every other Friday in the end, but I don't know if it'll be perfectly consistent with that, but we're going to try and do our best there. The Iron Brush is a new live show that um, they they where they basically have to paint a miniature from beginning to end. That's already been assembled. and then they auction them off on eBay. and that money that they make on eBay goes towards supporting the show and basically the winner is whoever gets more money for the miniature that they auction. And they did a Primaris Lieutenant in Imperial Fist Color, and it just finished today, and congratulations to Vito for winning that competition, because his went for $137, whereas Steve's went for $105, there, thereabouts. It looks like Zurgalergadurk was able to snag Steve. Oh, you See, I saw the actual name on it, and I didn't realize I don't, names and usernames are often, different, are often not correlated. They're definitely correlated. I just don't know who they are. I don't know why I'm having a hard time thinking straight today. So thank you so much, Dirk for getting Steve's. Uh, Vito did win. At the last moment, they were both like neck and neck, and then like within like 15 minutes at the end, somebody just bid, 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 all the way up like $30 higher than Steve's, so Vito did win. Um, but yeah, so you can tune in, not tomorrow, but next Friday, which will be the 27th of September, for the next Iron Brush, what time is it at? Is it in the afternoon? Uh,
0: it'll probably start I so either noon or 1. Uh, we're probably going to start at noon, so then the four hours will take them to 4 o'clock. And that
1: way you can put it up on auction whilst we're while you're still on the show.
0: Half an hour wind-down discussion. That's right. So
1: it'll start roughly around noon Eastern time next Friday, September 27th. So I think that is all. Doctors, Dr. Vulcan, thanks for another Tier 1 gift sub. That's not the same one, right? No, that's a new one. Awesome. Thank you so much. So I'm going to start off, I always do. Th- I always forget that you, you post these ridiculous comments, and so I'm going to start with yours this time, even though you're watching live, you, you do post it on our site, because it just seems fitting to start off, so let's get started. Oh, and just a quick note, next week, sit and talk, uh, you can leave questions for, it's Josh, right? I always yeah. forget, I always forget, I always every forget single time, and every single time I'm like, I believe it's Josh. Um, on the the YouTube video or you can join him next week. So Good morning Terra! Welcome all to the most hard-hitting, nail-biting, administratum-approved and heresy-free show in all the Imperium. Today we are coming live by Astropath from the highly secure Mini Wargaming Bunker. We are joined today by their master of ceremonies, the hunter of lore, that lover of bugs and brutes. You know him. You love him. Put your hands, flippers, and hooves together for Mini Wargaming Matt. This episode of Good Morning Terror is brought to you by the Benevolent Men and Women of the Astra Militarum. Hey you! Yeah, I'm talking to you! Sitting there in your habstack, head down, dreading the coming of your next 18-hour shift at the Water Reclamation Crematorium. You ever want something more? Have you ever dreamed of seeing other planets, meeting new and interesting people? Have you ever wondered what the sky looks like? Well, you're in luck today. Your local guard regiment needs your help. You'll live a life of comparative luxury, be equipped with the finest gear in the Imperium, and be instrumental in purging every scrap of Xeno's inher- heretical filth from the galaxy. Join today and you'll receive complimentary funeral rites on whatever planet you happen to fail on. The Astro-Military. Fix bayonets in charge. Into adventure! <laughs> I love it. I love how I can just read it too. it's, it's actually kind of just flows. Oh yeah, no. Yeah,
0: really yeah well. like the, I,
1: I, didn't, I didn't read this beforehand. I did not practice that. and It just kind of flows. Matthew, we have lots of questions for you, so let's not waste any more time. With the new Codex supplements coming out, would you like to see them give the same treatment to all the armies in the game? Example, guard supplements for Cadia, Catachan, etc. Oh, that's a good question. I, my, my knee-jerk reaction is no. I don't think that's necessary because that just gives them more things to have to keep up to date. I like that they have these supplements for the different Space Marine chapters, and I don't like it at the same time because it kind of outlines one of the difficulties of a company like Games Workshop keeping things current, and that is the more books they have, the longer time it is between books. But I'm always a proponent of give me more ways to play the game, and I will be happy. And so, yeah, more supplements would be cool. I don't know. I'm not sure what the right, perfect way to do it is. Because... do you just come out with a new Tyranid Codex every year or two to keep Tyranids up to date? Do you come out with supplements for them to kind of update what they can do? Maybe throw a couple new models into the fray. Maybe add a couple new hive fleets. I, I don't know if there is one right answer to all of that. Uh, I know they can. The White Dwarf, for example, they would throw stuff in there that was exclusive to the White Dwarf. So just, but the the, the cool thing about that is is it kind of scatters all these d- interesting ways to play the game. The hard thing about that is. Uh, all the different reference material that you need in order to play the game. I remember at the end of 7th edition how many books I'd have to bring to play my Tyranids. I would think it was six or seven because there was the Tyranid Codex and then there was all the supplements that had the different formations that they had. And I didn't like that, but I liked that they, they came up with more stuff for the Tyranid Codex. I just didn't like that I had to lug around all the books. Maybe the right answer to all of it is for them to to come out with an app similar to the Age of Sigmar app, where you can build your armies and the rules are all in the app, and in the app you can purchase the books in order to unlock the whatever rules you need to unlock, and that way you don't have to lug them around because Age of Sigmar is nice that way. I still like to look at the book, but once I know the army even somewhat, I can really rely more heavily on the app itself to give me most of the rules that I need access to. So it's, it's tough. It's like I want more rules, but I also don't want to have to have a million books. So maybe if they could, you know what they could do maybe is come out with a compendium. Like they should release a Space Marine Codex that is this thick. And I'm being serious. I remember for Battletech, and currently for Battletech, Battletech is really cool. It's an awesome game. It has all sorts of different rule books, but you can, and like a rule book for the basic Battletech, a rule book for playing with um, naval craft and with aircraft, with spaceships. But then they also come out and I bought this book. It's the compendium. It's a book like this thick that is pretty much just rules and they tell you when you go to buy it, this is not the book you buy to learn the game. This is the compendium of everything. And so it's way more inconvenient if you're just trying to do something simple, but it's very convenient if you're trying to include all of the supplements and extra stuff. So maybe the answer is that come out with all those supplements, these Raven Guard and Iron Hands and Ultramarines and Salamanders, Imperial Fist, whatever. But then after you're done all of them, and heck you can sell more books by doing this, sell a complete Space Marine compendium where it's all in one book. And that way somebody going to a tournament or just to their local gaming store only has to lug around one big fat book rather than a bunch of little books. Of course in the digital age that both makes it easier and harder uh, because I can just bring my iPad and it has everything. But switching between books and an iPad? Very annoying. So with having physical books, way easier to switch between them because you can have them open to the pages that you need. But digitally, it's really annoying. So a compendium that's digital would also be great. So maybe that's the answer. Give me lots of material, but then every once in a while, release a compendium that is up to date with your FAQs and erratas because that's the other thing too is you'd have to make sure you reference that or anything else that's changed. So And in that case, if they would do that, I would say, yeah, give me lots of supplements for... Astra for Tyranids, for Necron dynasties. It might make, there's a lot of these are just kind of, in my mind, a little lackluster right now. Like Necrons are just kind of one-dimensional and boring right now. So this could actually provide ways for them to be much more interesting. Or like a chaos supplement that lets you play the Astra Militarum with them and it gives you more detailed rules of how to do so. There's a lot of potential there. What would you like to see with the Psychic Awakening that's coming up? Do you think this could be the beginning of the end of the Emperor? I hope so. Seriously. I hope they do something with the Emperor, whether they resurrect him or kill him or something. What would I like to see with it? Well, an advancement of the story that's significant and not just more of the same. Now, don't get me wrong, they do great with the story in the setting. It's the setting itself that feels like it hasn't been advanced. Even with the 8th edition where they're like, oh, and now it's bigger! Chaos storms. It's like, yeah, but it's... When, it, when you go from a million to two million, you don't really feel like you notice a difference. And so it's cool and all, but the stories told in the setting are fantastic. I've just been reading through the Vigilist book, super awesome. That could have taken place back in the 41st millennium, and it would have been just as awesome. Uh, So it it doesn't really care about the setting as much, but it's super cool lore. But I'd like to see something happen with the actual setting lore. Not as drastic as Warhammer Fantasy to Age of Sigmar, where they blow up the old world. But let me tell you this, we're about to put out a new narrative campaign, hopefully this coming Wednesday, if everything is ready for it. It's called The Shattered Imperium, and basically it's the first time where I take the 40k lore and I modify it. Because I've always built my narrative campaigns to tell a story within the established canon of the 41st Millennium, or the 42nd Millennium, or 43rd Millennium, whichever one you happen to be in. And this time, I just kind of got tired of that. I'm like, no, no, I want to have actual influence in the galaxy. So, we did something that would allow me to do that, but it does kind of break the canon and make it really Mini Wargaming's own cinematic universe. Not that I'm trying to take over Games Workshop's job of writing their own lore. It's more just I want to explore some cool stuff within their lore that they have set up for years and years. So, watch that, and within the first few episodes, you'll see what it does. It actually, it reworks the whole galaxy, let me just put it that way, to something very different than what, or very, yeah, quite different than what you see right now. I really enjoyed the first episode of your new podcast. Since it's about narrative wargaming, what was your favorite narrative campaign you've done at Mini Wargaming? Who is your favorite character from those games? What is my favorite narrative campaign? I don't Know if I have a favorite. And this isn't just one of those, I love all my kids equally. No, it's not I don't these aren't my kids. I can they're just they're just abstract concepts. I can choose one and not insult the other ones. Ah, uh, I've got fond memories of quite a few of them. Uh, the first Death Watch campaign, Augustine Station. I love that one. Space Hulk Death Watch was really good. I really enjoyed the um Utgard infestation that I did with Leland with the Sisters of Battle versus a uh, homebrewed Genes of Cult before they had a Genes of Cult codex. Uh, I really liked Storms of Ixia. Yagvir and Tor was a, a riot to do. The Orc Death Watch was a lot of fun. Uh, I like a lot of them. Who's my favorite character from those games? Probably Commissar Khrushchev. He was uh, pretty epic and that he just kept staying alive and then didn't. So, well, that's all the time we have for today's episode. We now go over to Colin, who has been interrogating servitors for the past week, trying to find out if they prefer dark or milk chocolate. Colin, do servitors prefer dark or milk chocolate? Beep-boop. Beep-boop. Good answer. Apparently, there's your answer there, Zurgalurgaderg. Okay, well, now that we went through all of that. That was the first question. That was, that was the first comment. Oh, anyway, you had a few questions in that first comment. Advantages of leaving it on the site. Yeah, Here we go. Got, uh,
0: quite a built
1: up. Sand Ghost. Hey Matt, how do you like the new Salamanders and Imperial Fist? The models that they showed, they seem cool. I haven't really looked at it very closely though. I'm not a humongous Space Marine fan, so I've been leaving that to the other guys to cover. So no, I do not want to restart to install Windows 10. No, don't, don't, not, not now. Snooze, no. snooze, snooze. Do not restart. Um, so I, I, I don't have much of an opinion on them yet. Ask me again in a few weeks. Dr. Vulcan, are there any upcoming narrative Age of Sigmar campaigns? Funny you should ask that because right now I am in the midst of writing the next one, which I'm going to start filming next week. And we're going to film it all within two weeks. I'm just going to get it done because we haven't had an Age of Sigmar narrative campaign for a little while and I apologize for that. really wish we had, but we've just been kind of hectic here. And now that things have slowed down a little bit, uh, we've basically what we've done is back in the summer I realized that things were too hectic, that we were having guests all the time. And what I want to do instead is have guest weeks so we can consolidate them now. Because what was happening is there's one or two guests here each day. So I'd rather have all those guests come in a week, and that gives us and we'll do those one every three weeks, and that gives us two other weeks out of three to do narrative campaigns or anything like special projects that we need to do. So that started uh, when we first put it in place. People were already booked up till like November, so we're still having some, but I actually have time now. So I, my plan is next week and the week after to totally film the whole thing. The editing should be quite straightforward, it's not as, it's more a, a cool setting than a ton of story, but I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm using the, uh, the Forbidden Power, it's really cool lore in here, by the way, um, as the basis that has a campaign in here, and I took that, I did some, I've done some heavy modifications to it, I'm writing the rules all down in a document, and I'll let them. I'll have them available on our tools and rules section of Mini Wargaming, just like I do for all the other campaigns. I'm trying to design it so that you can play it at home without a game master. Because I'm, I'm going to be the game master for this one. Um, but I want you to be able to play it with your friends and not have to worry about having a game master so everybody can just kind of do it. Or you can play it with a game master. It'll have options for both of those in it. Starmax, Matt, I'm going to be starting up a Path to Glory campaign soon at the release of the Osiarch Bone Reapers. I was wondering all oh, I need to run it with my friends. Have a great day, Matt. Uh, ugh, Path to Glory is really easy. Every single battle tome has the rules for Path to Glory in it. So it's self-contained rules. And it has the rules for how that battle tome's army is played in it. It's all there. So each person needs to have a battle tome for their army. Now, you have a couple ways that you can do Path to Glory. Some people use Path to Glory as a slow grow kind of thing, where rather than rolling random, they actually pick. Because it says you can either pick or you can roll random. They they both have their advantages. Um, So if you decide to pick, then you can be like, okay, this week we're going to start just with the starting one. Then we'll pick what we're going to add on, and then next week we'll play with those. So this week we have that time to paint. But if you already have the armies done and you're just drawing from it, then you just need the battle tome and the miniatures. And you're good to go. Path of Glory is fun and it's easy to do. Don't expect it to be super balanced, though. Path of Glory is not that. But it is fun. <coughs> Sorry for the sniffles here.
0: We did have a few subs. Awesome.
1: It is September, after all.
0: We had Gareth, 1210, tier 1. And then Gareth gifted. A sub to VJ Moore. Nice. And Dr. V gave Josh a sub.
1: Again? Yeah. I'm stop feeding his addiction, man. But thank you. <laughs> You're talking about our Josh, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. He's at home sick.
1: Oh, right. He's at home sick today. I'm not sick, but I do have a stuffy nose. Maybe I'm sick then. I feel fine, though. Sasha Stormcrow, where do you guys get all your cool Warhammer shirts? Well, we have a few of our own on our Teesprings um, shirt store, shirt store, merch store. Or we still have a few on Spreadshirt as well if you go to miniwargaming.spreadshirt.com. If you're on any of our YouTube videos, you should see like shirts and merchandise underneath that. Other than that, what... On Twitch, actually. Oh, on Twitch too, yeah, it should be showing there. Um, Other than that, what other Warhammer shirts do we have? have? I have a few that I bought from Games Workshop when I was in Warhammer World in Nottingham. But that's about it. Like other shirts like this, this is obviously not a Warhammer shirt, this is a Dragon shirt. I bought a bunch of shirts when I was at Gen Con. You can go online and find nerd shirts in lots of places. But if you want to support us, go to our merch stores and buy that, and we get some of those proceeds. Doka summer. How long has Mini Wargaming been on Twitch? I only discovered last week that you're on Twitch. So happy to see you. We've been on Twitch for like a year and a half, a year, a it's year and a bit. A it's been about a
0: year. I think October will for sure be a year.
1: Yeah, October's definitely a year. Uh, we've been doing uh, role-playing shows. We've been doing the sit-and-talks live for a while. Dave's been switching his Shrine of Chaos over to live for a while now. We've been, like, we're, we're kind of semi-casual Twitch Twitchers right now. Uh, we do have plans to get more serious into it, but um, we need to make sure we get all our ducks lined up, if you know what I mean. It's not that that is really that. It's more just a matter of time that we have a very hectic um filming schedule, so trying to find regular... The nice thing about our filming schedule is that since it's not live, we kind of do it when we can. So as soon as it's live, it's a different beast. And so getting the structure in place to do that consistently is hard. But we do have some plans to do more of that. Because Science 34. Hi Matt, I'm curious. and learning all about what the members of Mini Wargaming do outside of, well, Mini Wargaming. What's a day outside of Mini Wargaming for you like and... It has got cut off. Probably back... 1405 ish. I don't see the timestamp anymore, but the one after that is 1406. It's because science, 34. Yep. Um, what was a day outside of mini wargaming for you like? And?
0: What are some of your other hobbies you have? Thanks in
1: advance. Um, well, I'll speak for myself. I won't go through everybody else's personal lives. They can decide what they want to share. I am a father of four children, all nine and under. So my life outside of Mini Wargaming is super hectic. I'm also a very religious person. I go to church every Sunday. I have responsibilities there. I have responsibilities in the evenings as well for church and sometimes. We play Dungeons and Dragons every Tuesday night with a group which consists of my wife, a um, a couple friends not from work, and then a bunch of people from work. uh, Colin, Vito, and Steve, in fact, are in that group. And then Luca actually GMs a second group that we play every other Tuesday. I also play... Dungeons and Dragons every other Friday with my nine-year-old son and other people who want to join in, such as Stephen Cullen and my wife. Because um, they just can't get enough d right? So that's, that's a big part. Um, we, yeah, my, a lot of my time is spent taking care of kids because, you know, they're young and so they need a lot of attention. Just played a game of Silver Tower with Elijah for the first time on Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday, and it was a lot of fun. I, uh, what else do I do besides church stuff, work stuff, family stuff, that's a, That's a pretty big, it's, it's pretty full right there. I do like computer games, I do like to read. Uh, computer games that I play though, it's, I don't really get into new computer games that often, I more just like open up something old so I can just kind of sit down and play and not have to worry about how long I've been playing for. I've been replaying Dawn of War 2 recently, before that was Faster Than Light. or I play a lot of Counter-Strike Source, I just enjoy just throwing it up there with a bunch of computer players and Play for ten minutes and then be done. Um, replayed uh, the original Half Life, but the remade version called Black Mesa. Super awesome! Can't wait for them to finish that. So yeah, so it's just and, and reading. I, I've in the past I've read a lot more. Currently I'm not reading a whole lot. I just I just started rereading the Foundation series by uh, Asimov. Super awesome sci-fi. It's old and yet it still works. You can tell that it's old because of the way he he says certain things, but it's so political and. Um, yeah, political intrigue a lot. So, you know, that, that kind of stuff is timeless. I'm trying to read a book, um, a novel from the Eberron series. Haven't really got into it yet, but I find that sometimes novels I have to get in about 50 to 100 pages in before I really buy into it, and then I can really enjoy it after that. Unless well, it's like one that just hooks you right from the beginning, but that doesn't happen as often as needing to just kind of force my way through a little bit. Glacial Geek! Welcome, Phil. What do you think about the new codex supplements for Space Marines? Think that is something they should try to do for the bigger sub Okay, so you must have put that in while I was reading Zurgalurg's comment. I've already. Yeah, yeah, literally while I was reading it. Was it
0: was like a second later. Your yeah. next comment under that one was, well, they got answered. Okay,
1: got answered. Am I peeking a bunch? It looks like it's turning red there. Uh, no. It's not actually peeking? Because when I go like this, it goes red. You guys can tell 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 Colin if I'm peeking. Peek, peek, peek! Is it all of a sudden popping? Because I, I, I talk a lot. Anti-infantry. How is the mini Wargaming dice sale coming along? Well, I just got the tubes in. The tubes that we're going to be putting the dice inside of. And so that's in. And so now we have a bunch of the dice. Well, there's a few that we weren't able to get, but that's okay. We'll start selling them even before we have those, because it takes so long to get them. Um, it's just a matter of getting the merch store up and running finding the time to do that. I was going to get Mike to work on that this week, but he hasn't been able to come into work this week, just for personal reasons. Uh, everything's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm hoping in the next month or two we'll have our merch store up with uh, dice and magnets and shirts and uh, a bunch of other widgets that we're getting made by TNT Laserworks, uh, all sorts of stuff. Because I really want to start pushing that because there's a lot of cool stuff that we can kind of put out there. VJ Morf, Matt, with Lee, Chris, and Rob, all go- going or gone. I know you don't talk about individual staff, but could you give us any idea of the feature mini we're giving? That's a lot of staff to lose. It might seem that way, but... Um, I, with no disrespect to Lee, Chris, or Rob, uh, we're fine. We're fine. Um, I'm not going to go into the reasons for any of them, whether they were fired or whether they quit or whatever, uh, because that's... I, I'm going to be I'm going to be very blunt right now, and that is that it's really none of anybody's business, outside of work, why they no longer work here, and it's not really my job to tell viewers. I know viewers. I I do. We do our best here to make you guys feel like you're part of things, and you are part of things. But at the same time, there are certain things that you're not part of. And that's because it's it's personal. And so if they want to talk about it, they can. They're they're more than welcome to. But a business owner to talk about former employees, that's not good. That's just not good at all. And it's a little harder because we're, you know, you you guys are aware of them. It's it's not just some company where you have no idea. You go to McDonald's, some there's employee turnover, you don't even think about it, right? It's like whatever. But no, we're fine. It's everything is good. Um and and we're moving forward. So don't worry, Mini Wargaming is mean not in critical status. We're not about to go to business because we moved into this place. A lot of people, th- uh, there's, there's two false perceptions of us moving into this place. One that we're rich and one that we're poor. <laughs> uh, These people think we're rich because we got this place, but you have to remember that Hunter is the guy that actually invested into it, so which is awesome. And the second thing people think is because we're in this place, now we're out of money. It's like, well, once again, somebody else is the one that supplied the investment for this place and so it has nothing to do with our current financial situation. Businesses have ebbs and flows, and we're doing fine. We're not going anywhere, All right, So don't worry about that. The future of Mini Wargaming is, hey, we're going to do more events, we're going to do more campaigns, we're going to try out new games, we're going to continue to build new armies, get new terrain, um, and as the vault grows, or Twitch subscriptions grow, or merchandise sells more, or advertising revenue comes in higher, then we'll expand whenever we can to whatever we can become, which is who knows what. It's all very exciting, and there is turnover. This happens every time somebody leaves Mini Wargaming or is fired for Mini Wargaming. There's always discussion. Oh, they're going out of business. He was the reason that they were in business to begin with. Now that he's gone, there's no reason that Mini Wargaming should exist anymore. There's always those people that say that. I don't think it's the majority of people that think that, but there's always that kind of that vocal minority comes out of the woodwork and starts talking about it. And that's fine. That's going to happen. There's going to be speculation because we can't give you all the details and I understand that that's frustrating. And you'd love to have all the details, but that's just, it is what it is. So Mini Wargaming is doing great. I'm very positive and I look forward to the future of it. Um, There are going to be staff changes over the years. Nobody works for a company forever. It's just the the fact of the matter. And we actually have a relatively low employee turnover regardless of the fact that we just had three. That, That was unusual. That doesn't usually happen. Um, but we've had a relatively low employee turnover over the past 12 years that we've been in business, so, so we're good. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Any other questions that come up about that, we're just going to be like, already said something. Nelvak, if you could bring back one Loyalist Primarch, who would you pick? Vulcan. It's easy. Lufyax, with the recent Psychic Awakening, what Primarch would you like to come back? Vulcan. <laughs> How did you two ask the same question? Right after each other, there's like ten other questions in the queue, and you happen to get those back to back. ZS Campbell cooks 980. What would you? What do you predict will be the next double faction box set for 40k or a to Sigmar? Either way, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I asked a clarifying question because I have no idea what to predict. Well, we know the Osiarchs are coming out, so I wouldn't be surprised if they came in a box set with something because they're a new faction. 40k... Space Marines versus something? I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) It could be anything. I'm always surprised by them. So... Leverius, with more and more characters being revealed, both Space Marine and Eldar, do you think Nids will get a Norn Queen? Also, are you excited to learn about the new Chaos God in Age of Sigmar? New Chaos God? Where did I miss that? What new Chaos God? Can you... Please, uh, now that your question is cleared, can you um, add another one? But What new cast bet? I don't follow everything in Warhammer community. We're so busy here just trying to keep up with our own stuff. That I'm not, not up to date on everything. Um, do I think the Nids will get a Norn Queen? I don't think so. Norn Queens are, it's, of course it's possible, but I doubt it. Um, I hope they just get included in the campaign with rules and stuff. But we'll see. Sand Ghost, are you looking for a painter to hire? No, we are not, and yes, we are. We basically what we're, we've shifted, and we're uh, no longer having an in-house me, uh, full-time painter, and instead we're going to be having commission painters that are all local. And we've already been working with a bunch of local painters, and so that serves our purposes quite well. So if you are a local commission painter and you want to do work for us, contact me, and um, we'll talk. Akim Slash, are the painting DVDs for sale on your web page? Didn't see it there. They are not for sale. Not currently. You can get them by becoming a Silver Vault member, and then you have the digital downloads, but we don't currently sell them.
0: So just a quick addition from Leverius. It's been previewed in the Realm Slayer book. It's a Dark Elder God.
1: Oh, that's 40K, though. He's at Ada Sigmar. Oh, well... He's definitely. a new cast God in AOS.
0: Huh said it's a Dark Eldar God.
1: Well, if it's Dark Eldar God, that's 40k. In that case, that's cool. That could be part of the Psychic Awakening.
0: No AOS Dark Eldar. What? I
1: don't know. Yeah, there's no Age of Sigmar Dark Eldar. Okay. Interesting. Gareth, 1210. After watching your Heroes of Herrenberg, did you find the group wandering off and need guidance back to the narrative? Asking as I'm about to start DMing the same campaign book. You start starting to DM the same campaign book. Oh, I'm like, Heroes of Herrenberg was not a campaign book. No, no, but the second one was a book. Um, I, I think it, the groups that I play with tend to follow along with what the DM kind of feeds them. So you don't really have much problems with them wandering off and doing the wrong things. I know that I've heard of DMs having problems. They have to give like tons of clues uh, or people just want to derail the campaign. I haven't had many people act like that, so it wasn't really hard. Starmex, to be more exact in my previous question, I mentioned what battle plans to use. General's Handbook, the Path to Glory book, etc. Um, I don't think there are. Are there special missions for Path to Glory? I don't think you need the Path to Glory book. They might have special missions for it. I thought it's in the main. I don't have it right here. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think it's in the General's Handbook, though. I, I think it's just in the core book. Woodrow Wimpy, dear Matt, are you the changer of ways? Because you got Dave to change his ways and collect tau for the business. That wasn't me. That was you guys. I, I, don't, I don't even think that was my idea. I think that was somebody else's idea, and that just worked. CPH007, Mini Wargaming, thanks for the update. It's been a long time Tune in to tune in. Try again. Okay. You're welcome. Fred Frog, hey man, I've always wondered what type of cameras and microphones you guys use for battle ports, thanks in advance. Um, Okay, we go over this every once in a while. The main one that we purchase now is the Canon Vixia
0: G8, no.
1: The GFR
0: something. Oh, I know this too. Come on. It's the HFG40.
1: Yes, HFG40. The one that we're using right right here is the Canon XA30, but the GFHR40, HFG40, whatever that one has the same sensor, has the same built in stuff, just doesn't have the room for the shoe on top. Uh, or doesn't have the same thing on top. So other than that, you can buy the other one and it's great. Uh, mics, those are more they're not as they're not as expensive as the cameras, but uh, mics are expensive. We use the Sennheiser the Sennheiser G yeah, the Sennheiser G threes. G threes which is use.
0: the one model back. Now they have G fours. Yeah. They're but expensive,
1: but they're awesome. They it, like
0: Sennheiser is one of the best.
1: VJ Morph is the last series of Chris Painting Tutorials coming out in the vault. Uh, they're already in the vault. As he made them, he put them in the vault. So they're actually already in there. image uh, will you guys ever step outside your Games Workshop bubble and cover other games? <laughs> uh, occasionally. There's a reason that we're in the Games Workshop bubble, because it's a rather large bubble. Um, we are a business, image And in order for a business to stay in business, it has to make money. In order to make money, you need customers. In our case, viewers and vault members. And unfortunately, when you cover smaller games, you get less viewers. And when you get less viewers, you make less money. So we're kind of wanting... And you know what? We like Games Workshop games a lot. I love Age of Sigmar and 40K. I love Warcry and Kill Team, Apocalypse, and Aeronautic Imperialis. That was super fun to play. They come out with great games. So, this is where we are. Now, that doesn't mean that you'll never see us play other games, but yeah, it is our main focus because in the past we have played a lot of other games, Infinity, War Machine, Firestorm Armada, Um, we've played, man, there's quite a few actually in the early years of of mini-wargaming, but we found that repeatedly the Warhammer 40k ones in particular and Warhammer Fantasy as a secondary were getting just significantly more views, and so we had a choice. Do we keep ourselves spread thin amongst a dozen different games? Or do we finally hone in on the things that were making us the most money and expand as a business? The moment we did that, we were able to expand faster. So I know it was the right move. Dextermon. Hey Matt, you said earlier you were being you were close to being all caught up after moving. Does that mean you will start releasing more varied A-Sigma battle reports? Varied as in not Beastman, Daughters of Cain. I love Stephen all that. <laughs> Uh, That's nothing to do with moving. That just happens to do with whatever the guys are interested at the moment and whatever guests happen to bring. And sometimes we get guests bringing in the same thing over and over again, and that's fine. But we just kind of film what we're playing. Um, We try, if a new Battle film comes out, of course we try to cover that. But when that's not the case, I let them film what they want to film and what they want to play. The last thing I want to do is say, hey, you have to play this army when they don't want to, because guess what? They won't have fun, and you won't have fun watching either. So it's, just, it's basically you're watching us play what we want to play. And we try to guide that to what is popular, to what you guys want to see. But in the end, we need to have fun. And so that's why Dave and I don't restrict the guys on what they're going to play. There's often discussions uh, back and forth of who wants to cover what. But if nobody wants to play Necrons, you're not going to see Necrons unless a guest brings it in. And a bunch of people ask, well, can you play Necrons? But nobody's interested in playing Necrons you still won't see Necrons. That's just the way it's going to be because that's the best way for us to make the best videos possible and have the most fun. Leverius, what's happening tomorrow on the live stream? Nothing. The Iron Brush is next week, not tomorrow. V.J. Morp, you mentioned your church before. What does your church think of Dungeons & Dragons? I remember in the 80s, I got a lot of guff from the church I was in about it. That's interesting. There is no official position on my church, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, on Dungeons & Dragons. None whatsoever. Uh, I, I remember when I was younger and into role-playing games, there was a big stigma against Dungeons & Dragons from, uh, uh, dare I say, Christians as a, as a whole? I don't know. I was a kid, so it's really hard for me to say. I know they went through that. That's actually when they grew the most, by the way. just want to say is when everybody opposed it. It's like, well, you want to get your kids into something? Oppose it. Um, You don't want them to get into it? Jump into it with them. Actually, that's not true. My kids are getting into it because I'm into it. Whatever. So I grew up having my own stigma against it, thinking, oh, I shouldn't play that because it's full of demons and gods and stuff. I was even playing a role-playing game where I didn't feel that comfortable because it had demons and gods. But as I grew up and matured, I was able to separate those two in my mind from uh, what I believe to be true and what is in these books. And um, I, I just, just to give you a perspective now compared to then, I run a activity days group for boys aged 8 to 11 every other Wednesday. And we have played Dungeons and Dragons a couple times. I've brought them here and painted miniatures with them. And no other members of my church, including the bishop and other ones who are the leadership, have had any problems with that. In fact, their kids have been there. So I can't say what officially... My church thinks about it because they haven't said anything in an official capacity. But I can tell you that members of my church... love Dungeons & Dragons a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: so, and, clear, and Dave is also a member of the same church as mine. So, As me. Sorry, not as mine. As me. So that's all I can say. I don't want to get into big religious discussions here because I don't think this is the place for it here. I know in the past in the same talks that's what I did, but that was different. I had it on a different channel and everything. But if you want to talk more about that with me, I'd love to talk about that kind of stuff. Just send me an email, matthew at wargaming.com. CPH007, Mini Wargaming. What would you like to see Necron ARD to change? Like this, What would like to see Necron ARD to change it up, keep up? Great work you do. Thank you. Um, what would I like to see different with Necrons? I don't know. How do you make Necrons more interesting? See, I, I am of the opinion that Warhammer 40K has too many and too few factions. And what I mean by that is there's too many major threats to the galaxy. Chaos is always meant to be the big threat, but then they bring in Tyranids, brought in Necrons later on, and they became big threats too. And that is cool, but there's something to be said about having too many epic villains. I like more the idea of like the Tau, for example, where it's more a localized. Um, obviously they're not bad guys per se. But still, it's like here's this other species that's here. I'd love for them to come out with all sorts of armies that are more like localized problems. I wish that the Necrons were a big deal in one spot of the galaxy, because then you could make it more interesting. You can have them interacting a lot more, kind of like how the Tau do in their corner of the galaxy. Um, and it's just funny to say that, because earlier on in my mini wargaming career, I would have said the opposite. I'm glad that they're global, they need to be able to fight anything. But no, I don't think that anymore. And Tyranids are really cool, but I wish that they weren't an extra-galactical threat. I wish that they came from a laboratory somewhere, or Chaos spawned them, or I don't know what. Um, And that they are currently spreading from the eastern fringe, or something like that. And they're a big threat because of that. But galactic-wise, Chaos is still the biggest threat. So I don't know what to do with all these other factions to make them current and interesting when the story deals so hard with Chaos. Like, Age of Sigmar kind of did it by letting Chaos... after they, they, Chaos had their heyday, they won, they blew up the world, and even in the New World, they had their Age of Chaos after the Age of Myth, and then they, but they've kind of been beaten back by, the, by Sigmar and his Stormcast Eternals. I know they haven't been fully, and now Death is the big villain that's kind of up, uh, risen up. Um, maybe it'll have the same problem in the future as 40k theoretically does with that. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. So I don't know what to do with the Necrons. I'm going to go over to some pre-written questions. Um, Negram, you often talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Any further thoughts on Wrath and Glory now that it's been some time? I'm glad that Wrath and Glory is now being taken by, care of by Cubicle, Cubicle 7, because I, I hope that they'll do an even better job with it than that Ulysses did. Ulysses did a good framework. A lot of improvements need to be made, though, and I think Cubicle is going to do a good job on that. So I'm looking forward to see what they do. Miso Miso. So just because it's you, Matt, a couple of business questions. How much spare capacity is there in the content creation side of the business at the moment now that Dungeons & Dragons is not going on? Are you at the correct level of content creators at the moment, do you think? Yeah, Dungeons & Dragons was eating up too much. So we're back to a comfortable state where we can actually kind of kind of stretch and try out some different things. For example, I'm going to be doing an Age of Sigmar campaign next week, finally. Uh, Vito is getting ready to work on something. Everybody else is basically able to, they're now starting to work on scheduling some experiments and other kind of content that we're gonna create. Are we at the correct level of content creators? Um, I'm not sure how I would ever really know what the correct level is. It's hard to say, because the more you have, the more it costs. Wages are by far our number one cost in the business, which they should be. Um, But what is the correct number? If we had two less, well then the business would be more profitable, but we wouldn't be able to create as many videos but maybe that wouldn't impact our revenue as much. Maybe that's okay. I'm happy where we are right now. I want to grow as the business grows, but I think we're at the correct level of content creators. So we'll see. If you started releasing more videos, do you think that would dilute your product at all? Either if you release more videos per day or different types of games? Yes and no. It's one of those things where uh, more is often better, as long as that more doesn't kill the quality of the other stuff and it provides more variety. Like for example, I remember when I got into miniature wargaming, I got into Lord of the Rings, I bought a white dwarf, and I was disappointed that two or three pages of the entire magazine was Lord of the Rings content. There was all sorts of 40k and Warhammer fantasy content in there, but I didn't care about it. So to me, the, book wa- the, the magazine wasn't 50 pages thick, it was three pages thick. And so you have to remember that like for us, we see everything that we're putting out. And so we're like, oh man, there's so much content going up today. But somebody who only cares about Age of Sigmar only sees the Age of Sigmar stuff. And so by having more games covered, you're getting to more people. Having said that, the more stuff you cover, the more cost it incurs. And so you better make sure you get a return on all that investment. So it's it's a delicate dance. And there's no easy answer. And I can tell you that for sure. And this is what I keep telling other guys. Because sometimes it's frustrating to not know the perfect thing to do. Like, just look at Hollywood. They've been making movies for how long now, Colin? How long have they? Been, how long have we been making movies for as human beings?
0: Over 100 years, but... Not have they
1: figured it out yet?
0: Oh, never.
1: Yes. You know they'll figure it out because every movie will be great then.
0: <laughs> what percentage of movies are
1: great right now? Uh, now, Colin is a film student, so his percentage might be lower than other people's because he'll join the critics' side of things rather than yeah, be... i was going to say
0: like 35?
1: Oh, you think 35 are good? 35%? Wow. That's way higher than I thought you'd say. I don't even think 35 is (laughs) good. I'm like 1%, maybe?
0: I mean, like, it. it, Because a lot of
1: movies come out and most of them are crap.
0: Darby County, like, independent films? Yes. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I I give independent films a a solid portion of that market.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, then that's that's a little different. Okay. Hollywood films. Yeah. mm
0: -hmm.
1: Does that drop it down to 1% for you?
0: Yeah. That's that's a low number. It's a very low number. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I don't disagree. I'll go on Netflix all the time and I'm just like, "Crap, crap, 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 crap,
0: crap, 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 crap and they still haven't figured it out. When you spend an hour on Netflix and watch nothing.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I often give things, I give them the five minute test is what I say, I'm like, I'm like all right, I've got nothing to watch so you've got five <laughs> minutes, I will give you five minutes. Sometimes they don't get more than a minute and I'm like nope, but I'm just like I'll give you five minutes and if in five minutes I am not interested, I'm sorry I'm out, I just don't have the time of my life to spend on on content that is not interesting. Which is why I love when I find a new show that I love, like when I discover Brooklyn Nine-Nine or The Good Place. Or
0: I you're so, you just want to finish it, but then but like, you don't want to. But then you finish it and then you're and like oh, you're so why sad. Do that? <laughs>
1: the Expanse, oh, oh, just such good stuff. Anyways, that's uh, we're off topic here. Um, so then the follow-up to your follow question says if we if we do think that we shouldn't release more. Does that mean that mini wargaming is as big as it can be on the media side, unless you go into Netflix or other media channels? That's a great question, and I have no idea. I, every time I think we plateau, we seem to, to kind of burst through that. But at this, having said that, our views have kind of plateaued over the past few years, and so maybe we're kind of pushed at the edge of the market. I know that there's a lot more miniature wargamers out there than who watch our videos, but I also know not everybody watches videos. so. You know, I don't watch Battle Reports, so I wouldn't even be on the list of potential mini-wargaming customers uh, if I wasn't, well, I'm still not, because I'm the owner of it, but you know what I mean, that uh, I would be one of those people who plays miniature war games mm-hmm. and role-playing games, but doesn't watch long battle reports and, and narrative campaigns and all that. I've tried to watch Critical Role so many times. I am a fan of Critical Role, but I've never watched a full episode. I watch no, snippets. Not even one. Not even one. Really? I just can't sit through four hours. Like th- th- it's it's not don't get me wrong it's not entertaining enough okay it's 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 long for I don't have four hours and it's it there's stuff that it's great it's great when it's summarized I love watching clips of it I love reading about it I love seeing what they're doing so I'm always aware of what's going on with it but I never watch a full episode because I just can't I don't have these four hour stretches where I can have it in the background or when I sit down and watch it yeah just don't have that it.
0: that's where I'd say it excels is the the background, listening material. the
1: most I've ever watched, I think, is like a couple hours when I was folding laundry for an afternoon on a Saturday. <laughs> right. And the kids actually didn't bother me that whole time. So, are we as big as we can get? Maybe. Um, at least on the media side, like you say. That is always a potential. It's hard to say. Uh, where can we go from here then to grow? Well, obviously, we've moved into the bunker to run events, and maybe that'll make us some more money. We sure hope so. Um, obviously, there's there's coming up with our own products. Or maybe this is fine. I don't need to be a millionaire. I can be happy just making enough money to take care of my family while I get to have fun at work, play D&D and my own time in the evening. It's, uh, it's not a bad life. It's really not a bad life. And if for the rest of my life it's like this, that's okay. Now I know it won't be. Things always change. That's the one constant in life is change, right? Still would like to see you play some top board games on Twitch. I know there are other channels that do this. That doesn't stop me, by the way. But it would be fun to try and also to expand your game knowledge. I find a problem with playing one system of games too much, example, playing too much Magic the Gathering, is it really closes off your mind to other innovations and ideas. You guys playing Pandemic, Root, or Axis and Allies would be particularly cool. As always, apologies for the multiple questions. Yes, please apologize for asking questions on our question and answer show. We love you, miso miso. The Danish Viking Alex, I'm a huge fan of your mini Wargaming universe. Thank you. I was wondering if you could do some kind of recap video of the story so far and how the different shows are linked. To be honest, I have lost track of the story. It's a lot to, to watch because it's not like watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they kind of have this overarching plan. It's more just like, hey, we're kind of in this universe. Let's tell this story. No, this story. No, this story. No, this story. No, this, story. No, this story. It's kind of like reading the Black Library novels for the horse heresy where at first they kind of like followed chrono- chronologically and then it just went off everywhere. It's always really hard to figure it all out. Uh, I am, uh, we, with the Shattered Imperium new narrative campaign coming out next week, I think, there is a video that I created, like a two-minute video of a quick recap of everything that's happened with Inquisitor Rin up until then, just to kind of get you caught up. Do you plan on doing another season of Yagbir and Tor in the near future? No current plans for that. It, I loved doing it, and the people who watched it liked it, but it didn't actually get as much views and vault signups as I really wanted it to. Mayor666, hey Matthew, Anna, any update when we can order the mini wargaming dice? I already answered that one. Any news on the new Age of Sigmar campaign? Answer that one too. Nigram, will there be any more fixing Age of Sigmar videos? Boy, were those controversial, which was kind of the point. Um, we got, I, I think we're still getting tons of comments and views on those. Um, yes and no. I don't know if I'll do more fixing Age of Sigmar. It wasn't really meant to be this long-term thing. It was like an afternoon that Steve and I had. And I'm like, we always talk about this stuff. Let's make a few videos about it. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be scratching my itch for doing talk shows with my new podcast, The Wargaming Game Master. That's the stuff I really like to talk about. Yeah, talking about what killed Warhammer Fantasy was fun. And of course, it kind of poked at the people who get really upset about that. And it's I, and the first time I've seen us explode on Twitter.
0: Hey, <laughs> we're, we're, we're internet famous.
1: We were internet famous for a little while there. because People are like, oh, I can't believe they're talking about the same thing that people were, we were talking about three years ago. I know, right? I hate to tell you this, but people are still talking about that. Our guests come in and they're all talking about that. It is still a current subject. Just because you have talked about it a lot doesn't mean that everybody else has already finished talking about it. So I, I get why I can kind of poke people in the wrong place, though. Um and we talked about you know the double turn thing, and we talked about hordes, but I don't know we're 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 hardly the ones that are qualified to go around and saying how we're going to perfectly fix this game. It was more we talk about these things, we get animated, we love talking about these things, so we're just we're just doing that on video because why not? And then and and I think more it was more positive than negative because people really seem to jump into the comments and. While, yes, there were some saying you guys are idiots for talking about this, there were many, many more who just gave their opinions and without being really rude to others as well. So no plans, but we'll see. I found them really entertaining, and then they stopped after three episodes. Yeah, that's, we filmed those three episodes in one afternoon. I'm sure there are other, other aspects of the game you're, you found lacking. Current impressions of Warcry, AOS Great Game, or Greatest Game? <laughs> uh, I love Warcry. I think, think Warcry is awesome. It is incredibly easy to learn, and yet... Incredibly in-depth tactics, kind of hurt your head tactics. If, if you play against somebody who's really good at that perfect movement, it, it's 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 very tactical. And yet, it could just you can just kind of throw down and have a lot of fun with it. It plays fast. Is Age of Sigmar a great game or the greatest game? Age of Sigmar is definitely awesome. I don't know if it's because of the game though, because there's a lot of the mechanics of the game that I don't like. I think it's I love the lore of Age of Sigmar. That's really gotten me into. it. I love the models, and so. Um, Things like the random turn mechanic, uh, certain balance issues, things like that could be improved, but we'll see. Myelin, Matthew, to what do you attribute mini-war success? Well, hard work and a whole lot of dumb luck. And if anybody tells you otherwise for any successful business, they're lying and they're a braggart. <laughs> because when somebody's like, look at how awesome I am because I have this awesome business, it's like, yeah, there are Uh, 10,000 other people who have worked just as hard as you and just weren't in the right position like you were. So we happened to start it when YouTube started. Um, I happened to be raised by an entrepreneurial family, so that gave me the desire to do that. I was raised middle class, which gave me the the education to do it. Uh, You could even go into all those politically friendly things, like I'm a a white male, which helps as well, but I don't even want to start in that kind of stuff. There are too many factors to really say what causes it. So, but I, what I can say is that what would definitely make it not work is if we didn't work hard and if we weren't lucky. So, those are my, the two things I say. You work hard and you hope that, you're also, that your hard work will Because if you're lucky and you didn't work hard, then the luck won't pay off. And if you work hard and you're not lucky, you can still draw some success from that, but it's going to be a lot harder. Three years from now, looking back, what would it take for you to feel happy about Mini Games' progress? And three years from now, I can say quite for, like, definitely what I'd like to see is that we're running all sorts of events year-round, and they're well-attended and well-loved. And as for our media side of things, that we've continued to evolve new types of content. We've already got some ideas that we're trying out, and that our membership has grown, and our viewership has grown as well. Whew, we're running out of time. Actually, I actually have too many questions this week. One more from the ones written before, and then I'll go back to live and answer a few more. We might have to go over time a little bit. Hey, Matt, two-part question one. I live in the UK and have started working for a company based in Dayton, Ohio, so I would love to potentially appear on many wargaming. Do you film at the weekends? We don't. It's Monday to Friday right now. So, unfortunately, that is that is all that's available. What is the best way to get back to London from you? Airports to London? You said you're in Ohio. Well, airports. The closest airport is Buffalo, New York, in the states, um, and then you have to cross the border for that one, and that's fine. That's about 45-minute drive away. The next closest would be Toronto. I think there's other small ones like in Hamilton and stuff, but you're not likely going to use those. The Toronto International Airport, the Pearson one, that's pretty good. It's like an hour and a half away. So those are your two choices usually. Two. I have a painted Primaris Legion of the Damned army. Cool. I've been playing them as Iron Hands since before they were cool. <laughs> yeah, you have to say that now because otherwise people don't like you. But thought it might be good to come up with a decent and fair independent character chapter tactic for them. Can you help me think of one? My mate, my mate said generate a random one each turn from both Imperium and Chaos, and I can either choose a stick or generate another random one. Thoughts? Well, I guess if you are playing, like, you're not following the total rules for it. That's pretty cool. I like that. If you're trying to make it so that you're so you can use it in competitive player match play, not to be competitive, but that you know you don't have to get the permission of your opponent to do it. I don't know. There, there's a chapter tactic that's minus one leadership. I would take that. And what are they known for? They kind of deep strike. I don't know if there's. I even play them as raven guard. To be honest, that might be true enough to kind of how they play. Try raven guard. That's my thought. Okay, back to the live chat. We've got too many questions for me to answer, so we're just going to grab as many as we can. Zurgalagadurg, how are you enjoying Warcry? Are you excited for the monsters? Um, I haven't played Warcry for a few weeks, but I played a whole bunch of it, and I really enjoyed it. Excited for the monsters? I don't know if I'd say excited, because my mind has kind of moved on. Now I'm working on the Age of Sigmar campaign. just finished a 40k campaign. I want to play some more Aeronautic Imperialis and Battlefleet Gothic and all sorts of other stuff. So I'll come back to it, and then I will be excited for it. It's a great game, though. Red Frog, the new chaos god, has been previewed in Realm Slayer. It seems to originate from Daughters of Cain. So not Dark Eldar. Okay, so I'm confused now. <laughs> seems to originate from Daughters of Cain. Okay, I'll have to take a look at that. Dexermon, have you listened to Realm Slayer? And what do you think of the Gortrex War Scroll? Gortrex War Scroll. Okay. How do I say this nicely? It's bad. Um. I haven't, okay, I haven't listened to Realm Slayer, so I don't know about that, but his War scroll it just looks so, how do, how do I, how do I critique it without being, I don't want to be mean to the whoever it is that wrote the rules for it, but he just feels like something that I would have written when I was a kid, and what I mean by that is, when I was younger, whenever there was an opportunity to write custom rules for stuff, I'd always dial it up to 11. Like in Battletech, you could build your own mech. And I wouldn't build anything unless it was a 100 ton mech. And it would always try to min max like crazy. Or in Battlespace, you could build your own spaceship. In my spaceships, your crew quarters were like as small as possible. And there was no cargo capacity. And there was no grav decks because who needs grav decks? You need more weapons. Like every, every ounce of tonnage, or every ton of tonnage, was allocated to as much firepower and armor as possible. Unrealistic. And that's kind of what GoTrek feels like. Like, you just kind of keep reading it, and you're like, oh, that's really good. And then you read the next thing, you're like, oh, wow. And then you read the next thing, you're like, what? And then you go to the next thing, and by the end, you're just going, what? Holy crap. Like, at first I saw his war scroll, and he has eight wounds, four up save, with his move of four. And I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. You look at his weapon profile, I'm like, oh, wow, that's really good. Threes to hit, threes to wound, what is it? Minus two, two, or minus one, two, or minus two, three, I don't remember. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's quite similar to a mega boss." And you go down, it's like, he can't take more than one wound per turn, is it? Or per attack or something? No, it's, or it's, it's per, something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And even if he gets hit by multiple mortal wounds, he can only do one. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So that eight wounds is also a lot more. And then it's like, oh, and by the way, he gets to reroll all failed hits and wounds. I'm like, oh, so that 3 plus 3 plus is actually like a 1.5 plus 1.5 plus. I think it works out, too. And i like, oh, and by the way, he ignores wounds and mortal wounds on a 3 plus. I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, why? 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 I, I don't care how strong he is. Nagash is strong. And I know you got it open right there.
0: Yeah, I had to look it up. I actually haven't given it a read yet.
1: Oh, you haven't? Okay. No. It just, it just feels weird. Like, it's not fun fluff. It's like, And he only moves four inches, though. So it's like, out of all of this, you pay 500 and something points for him. You plop him down on the table and your opponent's like, oh, you brought Trek, eh? Well, I guess I know where I'm not going. Because he's not a fire slayer, so he can't get access to the runes or anything. He might be able to use some order-only tricks to do stuff. I don't know. If, he, if you can, you'll see him show up at tournaments all over the place. There'll be nothing but go is everywhere. There'll be a new list. And if not, then, well, his four-inch move is the, is the big balancing factor. Because, like, yeah, well, he's got all these crazy things, but he can only move four inches. So who cares? He can't get anywhere and do what he needs to do. Just feed him a small unit at a time. You're good to go.
0: Right, because um, they clearly... Have that in the rules where he, you know, he can't deploy anywhere else and has to. Yeah, he can't or, be redeployed. So they knew that that was a problem.
1: Yeah, it just it just feels weird. Like it just felt everything felt over the top. Like his his attacks, his basic profile seemed fine, and then the special rules just kind of took it. Like you don't you don't give somebody three plus three plus and then reroll everything. That just you don't do that. It just doesn't seem to make sense. And yeah, it's not you I mean. can't just say what they're just trying to make them so awesome. They've made lots of awesome things. Like, look at the Mega Boss, right, Moth like, Crusher. He's awesome. Look at Nagash. He's awesome. Look at uh, this. There's, there's so many things, but they all have, you know, they're, they're good, but they can. Oh, or, or Archeon, right? He's awesome. But in the end, they all have their disadvantages, and they're you can kill them. That's the big thing, right? Is that you can kill them, and this guy is going to take way. Now he's five hundred sixty points, so maybe he's balanced. I don't care if he's balanced or not. It's just kind of boring rules. So. I apologize if I've hurt the feelings of the person who wrote the rules for that, because I think for the and if you've written rules for a lot of other stuff for Age of Sigmar, then then you do a good job, because I like most of the stuff for Age of Sigmar. So if this is the first thing that you've written for Age of Sigmar, well then that might make sense too. So I'm not sure, but it's hard not to critique it like that without feeling. I think it.
0: it's I, I, I think it's hard with such a iconic character as well. But they did it
1: with Nagash. Like we have plenty yeah. of iconic characters. You got. But then uh, the, the, Mar- the, the you team, got Marathi. Marathi came in. It's like she can only take this many wounds per turn. That's actually a true point. And, and, and it's like that's cool mm-hmm. because if she could take like three wounds per turn so you could only kill her. You took right. two turns. And then she could turn into the 12 wound one. And that's really cool but you don't see her like winning every tournament. You She's got her drawbacks and she is killable. Um, just, but that and those are iconic characters. Like GoTrek is no more iconic than those,
0: right? Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah.
1: Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. GoTrek and Felix are obviously because this is at least the first very well known.
0: Well, not the first time they've been put into the actual game rules, but in but Age of Sigmar, yes, yeah.
1: GoTrek has been in the game rules
0: in Age of Sigmar. I believe before. he had fantasy rules back in the day.
1: Oh, in fantasy rules, yes, yes, yes but not Age of Sigmar. But no, he's he's morphed. And in Age of Sigmar, he's become something more than just the dwarf he was before. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that's his, that's his lore. Okay. I don't remember all the details of it, but he is different now. Dr. Vulcan, my kids are wondering when Kid Hammer will be out, or if it is, and I missed
0: it. I think uh, it was out yet. When is it going I out? I believe it's either this Saturday or the next week. It, it's, it's soon. Yeah, I, I put it on YouTube this morning, so it'll go out within the next week for sure. There you go.
1: CPH, Mini Wargaming Matthew, Plant Planet Strike Need Death Star. 40k Marvel at the Business.
0: Sorry,
1: I don't understand what you're saying. Plant, need, Plant Strike need Death Star. 40K Marvel at the business. Sorry, I'm not quite sure what you're asking there. VJ Morph, I'm planning to start doing Blitz Bowl bat reps on YouTube. Any words of advice for a new YouTuber? Ooh, Blitz Bowl is fun. It's a nice quick game. Should be easy for you to film. Any words of advice for a new YouTuber? Do you. But do you dialed up. (laughs) If you're boring, don't do you. Do you dialed up. Um, Be engaging. Um, Focus on the fun of the game. And all the technical stuff you have to figure out too, but I'm not going to give you advice on that because there's a million places to figure out all that kind of stuff.
0: I gave him my email as well. You can email me.
1: (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Starmax, is it possible to add a board game to Friday Life streams between the Ironbrush episodes? Uh, this yes, it's possible. <laughs> Alpha Steeler, how would you speed up games at 40k? Chess clocks? Uh, the first question becomes, do you need to speed up games at 40k? Some games are just longer than others. How do you speed it up? You play less points. You play kill team. Um, when you're gonna, no matter what, when you're putting a certain number of models on the table, it takes time. So, chess clocks. I don't know if I'd want to play with chess clocks. Unless except for like special occasions. Like, hey, let's do a chess clock version. That could be fun. Or force, yeah, and that, it's doing that yeah, as, as, as its own. But thing. not as a not as a rule. So yeah. Nelbach, what is your favorite faction within 40k? Uh Tyranids with uh Gene are Cult as well, kind of wrapped in there. Outside of those two. No, those, those are definitely my favorite. I can just leave it there. How does what? You mentioned Donald War 2 earlier. Have you considered doing a live play of it? You would love to watch you and Dave play it. I've done live play of um, computer games in the past, and they don't get that great reception, and there's a million other people doing that. So, we've yeah, we've, we've talked in the past, we've done in the past that kind of stuff, and it's just never something we really care to pursue more. Doesn't mean you'll never see us do it again. Just not that interested right now. Glacial Geek, are there any mechanics from. Age of the same where you'd like to see in 40k or vice versa. Yes, definitely. Um, I think I prefer the strength versus toughness over the straight to wound. The, the straight to hit is fine, that both of them have now. I know in 40k the older editions they didn't with the weapon skill, right? Uh, but the reason that I like the strength versus toughness is it allows you to have a bit more diversity in what things feel like. Uh, we had a discussion about hordes. I know in competitive play, like super high level competitive play, Hordes aren't winning all the tournaments, but when you're playing casually, hordes can be really powerful because they get all these buffs, and there's a lot of them, and so an easy way to, to, to mitigate that, you look at 40k, hordes are not the mo- they're not all powerful and annoying uh, for the most part, there's some occasional ones of course, It's because they're usually toughness 3, and they usually only strength 3, and they usually only have weapons that are strength 3. And so, yeah, they got a lot of firepower and they'll be good at taking out other hordes or other light things, but in the end, they grab objectives really well. But in the end, they're usually, they die in droves, and that's kind of cool. So, I'd like to see strength versus toughness brought into Age of Sigmar. That's a complete overhaul, by the way, so I'm not saying they can do it lightly. Uh, the, the whole random turn mechanic, I concluded when I had that video about it that if it stays the way it is, I'd want it gone, but I'd love to see it stay if they added in more advantages to going second, like a lot more, like scenarios that really gave the benefit to the second player, that kind of stuff. Um, But I'm trying to think what other mechanics back and forth. A lot of them are just the same other than that. Psychic and Magic roughly work the same. Um, I do enjoy Age of Sigmar's three-inch stay away from the enemy rule. I like that. At the same time, I, it also always feels like a bit of a relief to play 40k where you can go within 3 inches. It feels like you have more mobility. So I don't know if I would switch that. I kind of like that they each have their own. Or the charging and being within half an inch or an inch. Or Age of Sigmar's more strict ranges for attacking in close combat. Whereas in 40k is way more fluid. You can get way more guys in. I, I don't know which one's better. They both kind of work. And yeah, I like them both. So yeah, I think that's all I can really say. Dexermon, any chance we will get some Warcry battle reports with the cast Warbands that aren't in the starter box? Absolutely. Uh, I think we already did one with the Dancing Ones. I can't remember what it's called. But um, we I just got them all in. And they're being all, all being painted right now. So eventually we will do those. CPH, Matthew said about too many 40K armies in Games from Games Workshop, Planet Strike, and what blows up Death Star. Sorry, I missed a point. Um... Okay, I'm still not quite sure what you're asking. I'm sorry. Havoc, what do you think of DZTV? What's DZTV? Is that uh,
0: I don't know what that is. That sounds familiar. DZTV.
1: Yeah, I'll be careful when you look things so up, and people just mention it.
0: Helps if I also put the right thing into Google.
1: Deployment Zone TV? That sounds familiar. Is that a YouTube channel? It's
0: a Filipino television. Channel? That's what I'm reading.
1: I don't know why I'm making you look it up. i got a computer right in front of me.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing that it's a Filipino television channel. It sounds familiar. Oh. DZTV is creating Warhammer content. I feel like this is... Yeah, Deployment, deployment zone.
1: zone. Oh, why did you search Bing? <laughs> why is that the default Firefox? Who bings things? Deployment Zone TV. Well, obviously, you could tell that we're... We'd, I, I've seen. I've definitely seen Deployment Zone TV before, but oh, they're the ones. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember now. They're the ones. They're um, a paid subscription video service or on-demand video service. I can't remember. That's when it's Winters SEO and another one, More Hammer, that joined together and did. Theirs. Okay. So that's cool, but I don't really have any thoughts on it. If you're wondering, do I have thoughts on the fact that they're competitors? The, you know, we've had competitors for a long time, but I don't know. They, it's a, it's entertainment's a big market, right? Like you can, you, you, we don't need to be the only ones. In fact, the market grows better when there's more of them too. So there's, there's, there's I don't know if that was your question or not, but I haven't really looked into them. I, Winter's SEO, I know him. He's he's great. So I like, he's got good stuff. It's a YouTube channel. <laughs> so yeah, we got that. We got that. All right, it's three ten. I'm pretty much out of time. I'm gonna go uh, answer one more question from the pre ones, and when I come back, I will answer one question from the live chat if there is one more. I'm going to look for an actual question. Um, I'm I'm actually going through these all. I'm like, I answered that, I answered that, I answered that, I answered that, I answered that. I already answered that. I already answered it. Wow, okay. I just went through another 12 comments and I have answered every single one of those. Sorry. So then I will answer the next question over in the chat. Dr. Vulcan saying, have a wonderful day over there, Mini War giving staff. Thank you so much, Dr. Vulcan. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I'm going to close the queue so that no more will come in. But what's wrong? Did we just lose it? The camera died. Did you pull... Oh, did it battery die? Yeah. You can still hear me, though. Don't worry. I'm still here. They can still hear me. Well... Ah, this seems like a good time. And I need to say goodbye.
0: <laughs> it's
1: fine. It's fine. Okay. They can, they can hear my soft, sultry voice. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, listening. Because not watching right now. Happy wargaming.